Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, rugby fans, and welcome back to our last very special episode of the Snake Draft series that we're doing in, in light of the Olympic Sevens. Uh, Olympics are going on right now. This is I'm going to do bad at this one. We're doing the Avalanche Draft. Uh, I like hockey as much as the next guy, but I'm not. I have never been super, super, super into it. So this is going to be an interesting one. But I'm pleased to be joined by Nathan Rudolph of DNVR Avalanche. Rudo, how's it going, man? Going good. I'm excited for this one. I I did a little bit of research, so I think I'm I'm ready on this one. Um, that's good to hear. It's been on like like we were just talking about. It's been some good matches. And then of course I'm joined by Justin sitting co-pilot with me on all of these. Justin, how is it going? Doing good, man. Just looking forward to getting obliterated by by Ruda. Like you said, we're I don't yeah. know. Baseball was kind of the same way. It was yeah. it was a little bit niche. So getting into it with Drew was it was just a situation where we kind of knew that we were going to be overmatched when it came to the the general knowledge. But I have been a hockey fan, you know, pretty much my whole life. One of my first sports memories is a one winning the cup. That was that was June 9th. That was on my birthday. So I've I've got the spirit of the avalanche going my way. That's what I'm hoping. Oh, one is one of your first sports memories. Such a such a baby, such a child. <laughs> I mean, I'm in the same boat. I think I'm one year older than Justin, so <laughs> I'm not that much older than you guys. But you guys make Perfect. me feel old. <laughs> yes, but same with that Rockies one. I went in the Rockies one like scared. I'm in the corner. I'm shivering. I'm looking up at Rudo like, oh no, Rudo, please take it easy on me. But I think we'll be okay. You know, like I said, I've watched hockey. I've watched hockey, you know, forever. It just not. I've never, it was never like something I was super, super into. But I'm excited, and I'm as I'm going through the the similarities between hockey and rugby. There are many. I think the biggest ones you have to be tough. You gotta be. You gotta be really tough. You can't be. You know, get hit and then you know cower whatever in the corner or whatever for. You got to get right back into it. Um, it's nonstop action, just like rugby sevens is. Uh, that's kind of the big thing. Is there anything else that kind of comes to to your mind when you're you know thinking about rugby and hockey? Uh, speed, man. Especially the modern hockey game. If you're not fast, you're dead. It. If you can't get there, they're just gonna punish you over and over and over. But what what position do you think? then hockey would probably most translate because obviously when I think toughness, I'm, you know, my mind goes to like enforcers and defensemen, but those aren't necessarily the best athletes on the ice. I, a modern defenseman, I think, or, you know, nowadays all of them can skate so well and they have the speed and, and the high end ones truly do have the agility enforcers is it's a weird one, right? They definitely have the toughness, but, you know, depending on who you go with, some of them could barely skate. So <laughs> let alone uh, run down the run down anything in rugby either. So uh, you got to find a balance probably yeah. with, with every sport. But there there's a decent comparison, I think, just with the USA playing right now is Danny Bear. I don't know if you guys have seen has kind of been making the rounds on the Internet because he literally like 20 seconds into the first match yesterday, bust his eye open, just leaking blood everywhere. But he, he's just like a brute. Like, he doesn't really try to – like, he knows his game. He's not really going to run around you. When he gets the ball, he literally just, like, runs straight at you, like, grabs your chest and just pushes you back as far as he can. And he's not the fastest dude of all time. So I feel like there's room for enforcers. But I think when you build your team, you got to be careful of how you do it, right? You don't want four of those guys. But one or two, you that'll that'll be a benefit to you. So I guess I'll give my little spiel on Rugby Sevens for those that don't know. Make sure you check it out in the Olympics right now. Men's stuff will wrap up by the time this podcast comes out, and then that's right when the women's uh, games will get started, so it will be perfect transition. 
uh, seven on seven rugby. So seven players for seven players, two seven minute halves with a two minute halftime. So you got to be crazy fit. You got to be able to make your one on one tackles and you got to be able to fracture defenses. So as we talk about rugby compared to the hockey, um, it should be pretty interesting. I think we'll, we'll, we'll have some interesting guys on our team. And it'll be fun to see how they all stack up at the end. So the order of this will go Justin, then Rudo, then me on the snake wrapping back around. Um, and I guess with that, we'll go ahead and kick it to Justin for the first pick in the Avalanche Rugby Sevens draft. Let's oh, go. Man. There's so many, like, do you go with the, the legend status? Do you go with just the person you think's the best pure athlete? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go with Nathan McKinnon. I think if we're just, if, if we're emphasizing speed, I think, you know, he's one of the guys that's immediately going to come to the conversation. But beyond that, he's so tough. Like, people try and check him, and they end up on the ice. So I, I just I feel like he's going to be okay with the physicality, and I'm just getting one of the better all-around athletes to ever, you know, wear the F sweater. Yeah. I, dude's an insane athlete. Like, just – and he, he fits the rugby style perfectly. He's totally the bull in a china shop type of player that yeah. will, if he has to, just go through you. Like, I, know. I feel I feel like in the playoffs, especially all this year, they're all shown as him like just sticking his nose in everything, right? Like he's yeah. way back flying up, smashing somebody, bouncing to the boards. I feel like he would be perfect, like you said, Rudo, just, just a guy with a ton of energy, just go, go, go smashing into people scoring when you need him to crazy fast i think that's a i think that's a solid first overall pick would you guys have also taken him number one you don't have to tell me if you, you're worried it's going to ruin your draft strategy but I, I think you and i were having the same debate on who to take number one in our heads here i'd yeah. be interested to see if you take him right now rudo because i have somebody in mind too all right uh, yeah so since he since justin took mckinnon I think this is a no-brainer number two with Peter Forsberg. Uh, yeah, you just you slam dunk that dude. He's 100% the dude on the rugby field that's going to have three dudes hanging off of him, and he still just drags you all in to get a try. Like, he doesn't care. He won't be stopped. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's... He's the only guy I consistently saw be able to, no matter what angle he was skating at, no matter what he was doing, be able to just shield somebody off with one hand yeah. while having like complete control yep. of the puck with his other. It's dude was insane. Yeah. Big. I mean, fins like that are super important in, in rugby. I feel like if you looked at the, any of the tries the U S has scored so far in this Olympic tournament, it's all been like staving somebody off while you're getting an offload or, or taking a few extra steps, make up a couple extra meters. So that's who I was going to take first. Uh, on my big board, I had I had Peter Forsberg, and then I had Nathan McKinnon right after that. Those two are easy. Then it gets hard after that. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And with the third pick, I guess, that's the spot I'm in. Um, Rudo, just kind of based off what you said at the beginning of the show, like the modern defenseman, I think I'm going to take Kale McCarr here. Uh, give me somebody yep. that can skate like that, can fly around a little bit. Um, he's a freak athlete, and, and freak athletes do well in the game of rugby seven. So I'm going to take Kale McCarr there. Yeah, I'm I'm no expert by any means, but from what I've seen of Rugby Sevens, a little Kale McCarr head fake is going to send some dudes into the rafters. Yeah, like. there you go. Some, some good steps, so get some people turned around, and then you could just run right past them. I don't know how he would necessarily do that cool thing he does with his skates where he, like, positions his feet and goes literally, like, straight down. I don't know how that would come into play when you have cleats on, but he, he would do something to amaze me, I'm pretty sure. 
definitely. Okay. You got to imagine he's quick enough. I mean, if you can, yeah, if you can skate like that, like I, I just feel like he's going to be able to throw a little juke move on somebody. You have to think yes. so. You'd have to think so. Exactly. I guess this wrap back around to me for my second pick. I'm going to take Rob Blake. Um, just give me a big bully. Give me somebody that's going to hit some people. Give me like my Danny Barrett guy right here. Uh, you're just not going to be able to get past him. I don't think if, if he can body you up, you're going to go down. Uh, I think it's a very good pick. My one concern with Rob Blake is I don't think he can run backwards <laughs> ass first into people quite as well on, on grass, Fair. but <laughs> if he can just channel that, that energy forward, I think we're in good shape. Have we seen him try to do that? I can't. I mean, look, he's, he's a hall of fame defenseman. <laughs> He'll be just fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, if he's in the business of hitting people and there's a spot for that guy on my team. There you go. That's back to you, Rudo. All right. So I'm going to follow in the same vein. I'm glad you took Blake, though, because I'm going to go with Adam Foote. Big body, extremely physical, can get a little bit mean if he needs to, and has always been an underrated skater in his career, too. He's always been extremely smooth, so I think he has the the speed and ability to to keep up on on a sevens. Yeah. I'm I'm drafting the uh the legends team here so far. <laughs> That's okay. Well, that, that plays well with the Twitter exactly. poll, you know what True. I mean? I usually pick people that Twitter don't even know who they are, so <laughs> maybe I'm learning from my ways here. That's okay. That plays. Justin and I are, are well aware. Um and, and you'll come to find Rudo that, that once this is all over, you'll you'll get heat for literally anything. Which Oh uh, yeah, I'll find a way. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. That's the internet for you. <laughs> Dang, I was hoping I was hoping that footer would fall to me. If you think of a guy that's just tough, I mean, how many times do we see that dude bloody faced, yep. jersey hanging half off, like still trying to go out there? I mean, or his last shit, his last shift alone. I mean, it's like that's the yeah. rugby personality. I'm yeah. just gonna go out there and hit everything just in sight. Forty five <laughs> seconds of mugging a man, like <laughs> maybe a couple of penalties that were missed, but you know they got to show respect in that situation, yeah, right? He he's earned the respect to not get penalty calls. That's part of his allure. All right. <laughs> if that transition over to rugby, you'd be in good shape too. Especially you got somebody working that hard in the ruck, trying to steal the ball back, secure the ball for your teammates, and he's doing a little something extra in there. That's that's always a plus if it doesn't get called, of course. Everything's legal if it doesn't get called, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's sneaky. He'll find ways. That's good. You need, you need to be sneaky. <laughs> well, I guess that's me then. So I'm. Ah, I can't decide if I need like more toughness here. I'm gonna go Gabriel Landeskog. There's. I don't, I'm not. I don't want to be only modern players here, and and maybe I'm going a little too modern right off the bat. But he's a big, strong dude. He's a great leader. Obviously, he's been a captain for all these teams all these years. And again, it, it just feels like a guy who's going to be a better athlete than most of the people out there. He's going to be able to run well. He's going to move well. He's going to be tough. And I feel like Landis Cog, low key, like the way he's built, could be like a tight end in football, maybe. So I could see yep. him doing pretty well in the rugby pitch. That, yep. that was what, who I was going to hope would, would fall back to me there at three. I know that was a, a big wish, but the you know if that would have slipped past that one, I, my eyes would really would have lit up. I think Landis Cog uh, would be awesome at rugby, to be quite honest, just for those reasons that you mentioned. He is a dog. Uh, he's not a, Again, he's not afraid to mix it up with anybody. 
Uh, and, and like you said, once when you have a, a big Fijian running at you, you need somebody that's going to be able to stick their nose in there and uh, and take them down. So, like Landeskog there, I really wanted him. Yeah, I, I think that was probably the next guy on my board too. He he's got a, a not a ton, but just enough of that mean streak too, where like if he needs to go in there and do something, he will. Yeah, I feel so. like I feel like he's smart about it too. Like he knows when to do it. Yeah, right? exactly, and that and that's important. On this, on my next pick, I feel like there might be some people that would translate a little better, but I'm going to try and steal some Twitter love, and also I just want the the presence, the leadership, and I'm going to go Super Joe Sackick. You need somebody that's going to be able to distribute and facilitate, and Sackick's going to be that guy for me. He's going to be bossing everybody around. He's going to be pitching it out, getting it to the better athletes on the outside. But I mean, Super Joe back in the day, he can move a little bit. And I think at this point of the draft, he's got to go. In, in terms of making decisions, like having Joe Sackick play scrum half for you would be fantastic, right? Just have That's him back there, you know, yeah. decide which way he's going to go, decide who he's going to pass to, you know. I think that's a, I think that's a smart pick there. Uh, Building an elite leadership group there yeah. with Sackick and Landy. Seriously. <laughs> Yeah, that I mean, could be a problem though. Maybe I have too, I have <laughs> too many like too many alpha personalities, like too many cooks in the kitchen. Yeah, Maybe worry about my team chemistry a little bit. Well, I think you could, as the as the circuit goes on, like you, you play more matches, you you will get it figured out. I'm sure. That's fair. Hopefully, they, for your sake. That kicks the GM. They, he works with Landy all the time. They <laughs> they got it figured out. It'll be easy. Rudo, <laughs> when's he gonna sign? How many times oh. have people tweeted that at you today? Yeah, if I knew that, I would be not on this show. I'd be doing a show about <laughs> when Landis God's gonna sign. <laughs> Take a little news on my show, Rudo. I need it. I need the bump, buddy. Dude, if he breaks, if he signs while I'm on this show, I will break it right, on this we'll show. We'll just waste I time. You. We'll just make this the longest <laughs> podcast of all time. Wait yeah, it's going to be a, another couple days. <laughs> yeah, <two> probably. days. <laughs> hey, that's all right. Rudo, okay. back to you for number yeah. three, man. I'm up next. Uh, I could go a couple different ways with this pick. Um, ultimately, though, I think I'm going to take a dude who I think is on a Hall of Fame track on the current abs and take Miko Rantanen, uh, a big body unfortunately in his early career he was a little bit clumsy at times but especially as he's starting getting a little bit older he's understanding how to use his size how to go at players a little bit more and and, and fend for himself so i think there's there's a little bit something there and uh it, he's a, just an absolute freak of a human being at, at his size so he, he finds a way to be an extreme athlete that's what I was considering taking when I said I think there's probably people that translate to rugby a little bit more, yeah. and I could have completed that top line with McKinnon. Yeah, you could have had the whole three-headed <laughs> monster. That would have been wild. <laughs> and you know, who wants to tackle someone nicknamed the Moose? Right? Not me. Exactly. Not great. Me. I'm not great rugby nickname. True. Yeah. yeah. We talk a lot about nicknames on the show, Rudo. The Moose is a good one, right there. Um, alrighty, I guess it's over to me then. I'm not prepared. I don't know who I want. Uh, actually, I will go. I'll go. I'll go another bruiser again. Um, I'm just gonna. I think I'm just gonna try to build a mean team. I, I don't. I don't know if I'm gonna win. You're many not games. fun to play against. I'm not Got fun it. to play yeah. against. Yeah, like when te- teams see me on the schedule, like, man, we might beat them by 30, but we're gonna be we're gonna be leaving with a few extra bruises and get the uh, Strickler flu real quick. Yes, here. exactly. Yeah. Thank you. I like that. <laughs> so I'm gonna take Cody McLeod. Just give me somebody oh, that's, that's going to go pick. in and mix it up. 
uh, picks up octopuses and whatnot. That's a guy I want on my team, not scared of any of that stuff. So I'm going to take Cody McLeod here. Fan favorite. You'll get you'll get Twitter love for that too, for sure. <laughs> I will admit, not my favorite enforcer. My favorite pl- I'll talk about it at the end of the show. You should not get drafted at all, but it's a guy that Rudo kind of described, a guy that couldn't skate at all, but I loved watching him play. Um, I think here I'm going to go back to four. I'm going to go give me Timu Solani. I know it was a cup of coffee, uh, but, but I want a fast person. I don't really... You know, other than, than Kale, I need another fast guy. So I'm going to take Timo Solani. Uh, you talk about someone with that kind of longevity. You know, he can he can take the bumps and bruises <laughs> exactly. for you for sure. Play for 100 years. He can play He can play 15 minutes of rugby three times in a weekend. <laughs> no problem. Right. He, he'd be ready for another set of three after that. Yeah, I love it. He's a monster. Um, all right. I I feel like I'm I might be getting a little bit too samey here, but I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm gonna go with Eric Johnson, uh, uh, another big body who has just freak athletic talent. It, EJ obviously the concern is he's got to stay healthy. Yeah, if he gets injured out there, I'm in trouble. But when he's healthy and at 100, percent the dude's a beast. So I I love his ability on on in rugby rather. Uh, I- I think he could he could be another guy where he can go through people, he can go around people, he'll make it happen. I, I love that pick. I love it. I love EJ, man. I wish he could stay healthy. I love watching him play, and I feel like he didn't even make my board because he's just been hurt so much these last couple of years. It's kind of out of sight, out of mind for me, unfortunately. But I love Eric Johnson. I love that pick. Yeah, I make Deceptively the mistake of sneaky athlete. I definitely make the mistake of just assuming in these drafts that we're just assuming everyone's healthy. So <laughs> Rudo, give me, I, no, I think that's fair. Like in the past, we've kind of operated under that. You're getting yeah, 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 a yeah. healthy prime athlete. Yeah. You so, get you know, the best version Forsberg, of You get the best of Forsberg, yeah. not the old Forsberg. Rudo, give me, give me the rundown of your team's like nicknames right now. You got You got a solid nickname yeah. team. So we got big moose and Mika. We got the condor and EJ. Um, Forsberg's just Fapa, nothing, yeah. nothing too interesting <laughs> there. But uh, and then for for Foot, he I, I he might have another nickname, but I always just knew him as Footer. footer so exactly. that's funny, yeah. Love that, dude. You got a, you got a strong nickname right there. If this was a nickname draft, you'd win. There we go. I'm, I should transition to all nickname team from here. I guess <laughs> that would play. Justin, back to you for for four. Or. Yeah, yeah. Yes, four. Okay. My, or no, my, yeah, yeah. My It'll list be four was a little five. Yeah. I was like, oh, goodness. What did I do? I'm going to go. Man, I was really hoping EJ would be there. I'm going to go Jerome Aginla, a guy who, I mean, he's in the Hall of Fame, obviously, so had a pretty incredible career. But I think people underestimate how tough Aginla was, especially in his prime. I mean, those Calgary Flames teams were always a thorn in the Avalanche's side. I, particularly hated when the abs would have to play at Calgary. And I, I know when he was in Colorado, you know, that's not necessarily prime again, but since we do have that caveat, putting him with the other guys that I have, I, I feel like he's going to translate pretty well. He was, I was definitely hoping he would fall to the sixth or seventh. He was one of my sleepers that I thought maybe I could get away with here, but I think that's a great pick. I, he has that power forward style of game that it's just easy to see translating. Yeah, and again, talking about longevity, that guy did it forever. 
So, you know, he's going to be there and he's going to be ready to play and he's going to be ready to contribute. So I, yep. I like that pick too. Another good leader too. I'm, I'm just bringing yeah. a ton of captains into the mix. They bring them all in. Let them sort it <laughs> out. There you go. <laughs> With my fifth pick, man, I was really hoping I would land Foot or Johnson and Rudo got them both. And I have I mean, a obviously type, okay? I have a type. <laughs> It's a good type for this particular exercise. I'm going to go Sam Gerrard, though. If we're talking about just guys that are really good athletes that I think would be fluid on the rugby pitch, I think he'd be able to handle the physicality. Obviously, he's a defenseman, but I, I also just feel like he has that Kale McCarr-type burst type, maybe not quite the same level, but just a really explosive dude. I You can't tell me you don't want to see that dude make a spin move on a guy in rugby. Like, come on. <laughs> Hit the B button on somebody. Yeah, exactly. I would demand it. That would be my one thing. As soon as I draft him, I'm going to bring him in. with like, we need at least three spin moves per match. Otherwise, you're getting cut. And he'd be like, all right, I was going to go for 10, but three works. I like the hair, too. I think the hair would be a nice addition. Uh, That would look good when he's trotting out on on the pitch. (laughs) Flow matters. It does. That's, uh, That's you're going to win a lot of battles with hockey flow out on the out on the <laughs> rugby. Well, it, 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 the, pitch is is it a pitch? The, the pitch. Is it, okay, it it is a pitch. Yeah, it's I, a pitch. Showing showing my lack of knowledge okay. here a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> that's <laughs> all, right. all right, I I think I'm up. Um, I'm going to go a little bit different here. I feel like I've built a lot of athletes, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Look, all right, it's crunch time. You need a score. There's only one dude I'm taking when you have to have it. And and the pressure's on. It's Chris Drury, man. That dude is is the is the legend of clutch here in Colorado. So I'm I'm going with him just to just to have that in my back pocket anytime you need it late in the game. You got the clutch gene. Yeah. I was veins. hoping he would fall. <laughs> That's a, a lot of good options late for sure. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Okay. I guess it's to me. Um Give me here. I think I'm going to continue to go uh, mean guys. Uh, I'm going to take Ian LaPerriere. Give me, I, I think I, you, you, so there's a little thing about rugby. Um, like hockey, if you commit a, a penalty, you get a yellow card. It's called going to the sin bin. It's not the penalty box, but, you, but you're in the sin bin. In 15s, it's for 10 minutes. Uh, in 7s, it's for 2 minutes. I think my team's going to end up there quite a bit. That's all right, though. Like you said, your whole approach was we're going to be a team that's not necessarily the most <laughs> gifted, but you're not going to want to come up against you us. You don't. Name a team he, that wants to play against my team. Le Perrier might be the toughest guy to ever play for the Avs. <laughs> that dude could take some punishment and would just get up and go at you again. That dude, he might be a little bit crazy, but... You well, didn't can't he play like 1,200 games in the NFL yeah, or he, NHL? Yeah, he too? played like, like an incredible amount. He I think he finally had to retire because he like broke both of his orbital bones and it was like, you might die if you get hit again. So yeah, (laughs) I'll take him. I'll take guys like that on my team any day of the week. Like you said, broken orbital bones. He's getting up. He's keeps hitting people. He's beating you up with his elbow pad. Uh, I'll take that guy. Yeah. Okay. Back to me. Hmm. Where should I go here? Man, um, I guess continuing with the, the defenseman training, I want some guys that can hit and make good plays. Uh, I'll take Devon Taves here. 
I'll go, I'll go a little bit modern, a uh, newer Avalanche, but I'll take Devontae's right here. Very solid. I, I see, I don't understand how important like positional play is in rugby sevens. I think it's super important just because you have so much like field, right? Like you have to, yeah. you have to put yourself in a good enough position to make a play. So, you know, not being all the way on the other side of the field or not being like a little bit further back in the defensive line or a little bit too far up and cause these fractures. So I think that's, I think that's super important. Taze will nail that for you. Like he will always have the angle on a guy. It'll never be like, you'll never slip by him. He'll always shut you down. See, that's good stuff. If we, people have been watching the MLR this last weekend, you'll see that was kind of the, the straw that broke the camel's back in the Western conference final was um, a couple people out of position and kind of fell asleep and allowed Ryan James sneak down sideline, score a try. And, and now uh, the Giltinis will be playing in the final and the Utah Warriors be watching it at home. So, so positioning is very important. Should have had Devontae's. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved right there. Exactly. All right. Um, I think I I think I do need a little bit of mean myself here as well, so I'm gonna go back back to the old days. I'm gonna take Claude Lemieux. All right, <laughs> sniped Justin again by the look of it. Justin, that's like the common theme on this show is Justin gets his his picks swiped right before he goes. Uh, who was it, Drew? Drew like picked four guys that you were gonna pick. Drew was amazing. Yeah. Like the one that killed me was Willie Tavares. I was Justin, like, how are you gonna how are you in my mind right pull that now? one out of nowhere? It would, be, it would be Drew's turn and Justin would pick Drew's pick for him and it would be it would just be spot on. It was I've never seen anything like it in my life. <laughs> amazing. That's uh, a great rugby pick though. I mean, we're talking about a guy who incited the greatest you know, rivalry multi-year in rivalry. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Definitely yeah. a quick way to make teams hate you. That's for sure. <laughs> it would be a little bit different too, I guess, if we're playing in the Olympics or something, because then you'd have like entire countries hating you, right? Ooh, yeah. That, that could that, start. That, that could very realistically start wars. He he'd definitely spend his fair share of time in the sin bin as well. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I like it. Man, that was a good pick. I'm thrown off, man. I'm. My my scouting department's in shambles right now. That was that was all that was left on your board right there. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah, it was my last tough guy because uh, that's all right though. I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go with guys that scored a lot of goals in their career and my personal. Well, it's hard for me to love anybody more than I loved Peter Forsberg as a kid, but Milan Hayduk is definitely up there, and it would have broke my heart if he would have went undrafted in this. So I'm gonna take Milan Hayduk even though I think I kind of have a lot of the same thing going right now. I don't really have that defensive presence. I don't really have any bullies. And because of that, when I come back around, even though I think he might be not athletic enough for this, but I just want somebody that's going to beat the hell out of people. Plus personally, I went golfing with him once. So I'm going to take Scott Parker. How'd you shoot? Not good. I mean, I'm a terrible golfer, but it was it was shoot? for a charity, and he was such a cool dude. Like, he, the dude's massive. I mean, I'm six one. I'm not a small guy, so there aren't very very many people when I stand next to them that genuinely make me feel tiny. He made me feel tiny. Again, not the most athletic guy in the world. Laterally, I'm not sure he's gonna be able to cover that much ground. But going straight, if he hits you, he's coming through you like a freight train. 
I like I, it. I, I was really looking at Parker for my last pick as well. Um, and then on, on Hayduk, I have it on good authority that he plays soccer quite well. So I think if you if you need someone to, to score a drop kick. Yeah. Uh, I've always said that playing rugby felt more like playing soccer than it did anything else. So you got that going for you too. So there you go. Hayduk. Another tough guy. Another guy that just – he was always on the ice. I mean, Mr. Reliable, right? Oh yeah. The, the only player in Avs history to play a thousand games with the team. So and I, I will say too, Rudo with the drop kick in 15s, that's pretty rare. You don't really do that that much, especially here in the States, but sevens, like that's how you kick your conversion, right? You don't get to yeah. set it up on a tee. You got to kick the drop kick from there. And so having somebody that can make those from anywhere is super important because you, as you often see these matches come down to one, two points and, and that's what the conversion's worth. There you go. Secret value in Hayduke right there. <laughs> it's going to be the steal of the draft. Yeah, we, we, and we, another we. another guy that was clutch. This might be in my head, but I remember especially in the shootout era, yeah. Milan Hayduke being especially clutch when it came to delivering in those scenarios. I, I need to see him do the, the dive and swim on, on the pitch as well, on a grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, best celebration in Avs history, other than like lifting the cup, obviously. But yeah. That, that was think... in the notes I have for sure. Swimming on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely holds up in rugby well, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that was, I would love to see the, the Hardo rugby Twitter reaction to that because it would not go over well. <laughs> A lot of people would be mad about it, I imagine. Yeah. Yes. Not like Texas football fans reacting to the horns exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I really would have liked Parker here, but I, I do have Forsberg, but I do think I need another proper distributor of the the ball here. So I'm going to go with Alex Tangay. Uh, I don't know if he's the greatest match to, to swap over for rugby, but he's absolutely someone that can that can find the open guy and get plays going the right direction for you. So I, I think his passing ability would, uh, would go a long way on a team where it's like, he just gets it to one of these big, strong dudes and then they go. Yeah. Uh, I think too, again, talk about longevity again, he played for a while. Um, you know, he's going to show up and make these right decisions, which is important. You need to make good decisions. Boy, and I still that's... remember when they traded him to Calgary. I, like yeah, it was one of those like they so traded Tange, really, it was really sad. Yeah, I, I think you're giving a some life advice there. Make good decisions. That goes <laughs> off the rugby field a little bit as well, too. <laughs> uh, yes, and I guess that kind of leads into the guy that I, I might pick is not maybe doesn't make the best decisions of all time off the ice and might not be a super popular pick right now. Um, but I think I'm going to take Ryan O'Reilly here. I. I always not like, gonna win any points with the abs fans on that one. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. True. I just always like a fan of his game. I feel like he does kind. Of, I, I mean, it's kind of hard to say this with the with the playoff series like fresh in our mind, but I feel like he always was is, is like a pretty consistent guy. Um, didn't didn't really do much in this in this Blues Avalanche series, obviously, but uh, to the benefit of, of all of us, uh, I I always just like Ryan O'Reilly's game though, so I'm comfortable taking him there with uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, it, in hockey, we call that a two-way guy, right? He will play every single meter of the pitch as hard as he possibly can, right? He's never going to give up on a play for you, so you're going to get uh, you're going to get the full package certainly there. 
like it. Did he quit on Buffalo? Because that's kind of my impression. Granted, that whole team was terrible, and I know that it was a bad situation, it, but he, it seems like he's a guy whose attitudes kind of forced his way out of two different clubhouses now, and you got to worry about the chemistry. He, yeah, I don't disagree with you there. Uh, you might He might uh, demand to be captain of your team <laughs> or something like that, but he may have quit on Buffalo, but that Buffalo just has that effect on people. All right. That's Buffalo's <laughs> fault, not his fault. <laughs> I can't right. blame a guy from, for wanting to get out of there, I suppose. Yeah. Yep. Well, and, and I will say it seems like at least with some of the interviews I've heard, I've heard, you know, Landis Gog on a couple of different podcasts, talk about guys that were influential on him. And Milan Hayduk was a guy that he's referenced a lot, Yep. but it seems like even to this day, they, they appreciate Ryan O'Reilly. And he was like, you know, he's a guy that I came up with. And For so, sure. I mean, water under the bridge. If they can move on, we can move on from it as well. I, I just kind of think he's like cool too. I could be wrong, but like, I just remember everything about him. He was like a, like a cool guy. Look at him be like, man. He looks so tough. Cool. Plays without the visor. I mean. Yeah. And look. No judgment here, but I don't know if the the hipster man bun guy in his downtown <laughs> apartment playing the ukulele fits into the the rugby scene super well. But we, you know, we could let us play, uh, do the talking, right? Only way we could True. find out is to That's see right. it happen. All that matters is, is if he can he can play or not. Cool guy. Uh, all right, so I'll go ahead and read our teams off, and then we'll get into some honorable mentions because I'm sure there's a a few that we're chomping at the bit to mention. Uh, so I'll start with Justin, Nathan McKinnon, uh, Gabriel Landeskog, Joe Sackick, Jerome McGinley, Sam Gerard, Milan Hayduk, Scott Parker, Rudo had Peter Forsberg, Adam Foote, Miko Rantanen, Eric Johnson, Chris Drury, Drury, that's a tough one for me to say, Claude Lemieux, Alex Tangay, I had Kale McCarr, Rob Blake, Cody McLeod, Tamu Solani, Ian LaPerriere, Devon Taves, and Ryan O'Reilly. Any honorable mentions? These are good teams, first yeah, of all. This might be the most even draft. Those are good teams. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah got to mention Peter Worrell. The coolest enforcer in Avs history. <laughs> I love Scott Parker, but like Peter Worrell was like one of those dudes that just came out and you were like, oh, somebody's going to get the piss kicked out of him right now. See, the guy I was talking about in terms of, of that was uh, Patrick Bordalo. I loved Patrick Porlo, but it was like he could barely skate. Like he would just trot him out there to fight somebody. Oh yeah, he'd throw with anybody for sure. And he was as huge. Well. And I feel like he was only in the NHL for like two years, right? Like he wasn't even there that long. He got brought up to fight people and then disappeared into the. I, I did look him up recently. Uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago. It sounds like he does have a little bit of a couple of uh, personal issues, which is not good, obviously. Uh, but but I loved watching Patrick Porlo. That's the guy I was kind of referring to earlier. Yeah, um, he, he big body and, and mean too. He <laughs> he would not take anything from anybody. Uh, let's see. I don't know how well these these skills would transfer, but part of me wanted to find a way to pick uh, Wojtek Wolski, the the shootout legend. Mm-hmm. If you put him one on one with somebody, he can probably find a way to to dunk on him. So great name. I like. Yeah, <laughs> no nickname there. That, that name is good he enough by itself, one, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> I thought about taking John Michael Lyles. I know he wasn't the biggest guy in the world, but you don't necessarily have to be the biggest guy in the world to be, you know, good at rugby. And 
a good leader, obviously, you know, as it played with the abs for a long time, good athlete. I will say though, seeing him in person, he looks so small now. I know, I know obviously he's not, you know, in his playing days or anything like that, but just kind of seeing him in the wine cellar and stuff. I had a hard time taking him just because of that stuff. No offense. It seems like he's living his best life, but I, I went with Scott Parker because I was like, I want that attitude a little bit more than I want the, uh, the clean cut John Michael Lyles. If this ever yeah. makes its way to him and he hears that, I wonder if they'll like reconsider at all. Like, man, maybe, maybe I should stop doing these in my, my wine cellar. I, I'm guessing that uh, my opinion means very little to a, Dude, to a man that has a dope wine cellar in his house. <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a contingent of fans that love the wine cellar uh, too. I'm sure I'm not a, one of them. I'm but. sure there's some people on Twitter, Justin, that have wine cellars that have chimed in on, just, on their thoughts on these drafts. It just doesn't feel ho- very hockey to me is all I'm saying. Scott Parker, <laughs> that dude's going to crush a couple of Coors, pour it, it's going to come through his beard, tattoo showing. <laughs> John Michael Lyles looks like he's going to sell you insurance. Yeah, I, oftentimes... He, he, he I, actually is a realtor now, so... <laughs> <laughs> or a house. Far off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rudo, another thing with rugby, too, is after you play, after you play each other, you both both teams get together and you drink some beers and you eat usually, so... Uh, the drink up is a thing to consider. Justin scores points for the drink up right there. Uh, I have some questions for you guys. So, no wad. Do you think we're going to get some heat for that? I don't think so, man. <laughs> even if he was like, even if he's crazy and fiery, and he just, you don't think we're going to get any heat for that? He, he might make a great rugby coach. Okay. Player, I think I might, player coach I, is a thing in rugby that exists a lot, a lot of places here included. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't, I have no idea what, a, what the sideline looks like. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, just a question. Uh, I don't know. It's tough to, it, especially maybe 15s. I think you could have yeah. justified it a little bit more. Same, but same. when it's all based around athleticism and like raw speed, and obviously he was a great twitch athlete with the you know being able to make the saves the way he did, but. Am I counting on Wah being able to, you know, gun somebody down on an angle or outrun you on the sideline? I just, I just don't really see that happening. So, so kind of like our John Elway thing, right, Justin? Like exactly, we, we like Elway, John Elway yeah. because he would not be good at sevens. Just wanted to throw it out there. Um, just let him throw a forward pass, and you're yeah. fine. <laughs> uh, d- is there anybody else we wanted to talk about really quickly? Um, I, I thought re- about maybe Paul Correa again, yeah. another guy who moment in the sun, but peak Paul Correa Correa was, you know, really quick. We didn't really get that in Colorado, but if I get, you know, mighty ducks, Paul Correa, and if I had team Mussolini, <laughs> just pairing them together. Dude, every yeah. time Paul Correa would step on a rugby pitch, I'd just be waiting for a Scott Stevens to happen, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to watch Paul Correa almost die again. <laughs> Fair. We don't want it. We don't want anyone dying. Uh, that that would not be good for the sport, as we're trying to get people into it. I did want to mention not good too, for the brand. Not good for the brand. I did want to mention too. I forgot to mention at the top of the show, but uh, the more of the Canadian people that I've talked to, like doing this podcast, and just as I get more familiar with Canadian rugby, they. I mean, it's probably not surprising to people, but this is like how they kind of get into rugby. Is they play they play hockey in the winter, they play rugby in the summer. You you can't really play rugby in the winter in Canada. Uh, and MLR, the Toronto Arrows, Canada's one MLR team, has to play their first eight games every year on the road because it's too cold to play in Toronto. So um, 
that was another little rugby connection to hockey that I, I remembered. I'm not sure if I mentioned that at the top of the podcast or not. Not surprising though, right? Like it seems like, it, I don't know, kind of like football and baseball here. You play football in the fall, you play baseball in the spring. That seems like the, the natural pairing to me, right? Hockey in the winter, rugby in the summer. There you go. All right, guys. It kind of feels like the cultures are somewhat similar, just yeah. in terms yeah. of like cool, tough guys, you know, down to earth. You don't have the, at, you yeah. know, the prima donnas you know. that you get in basketball and football and stuff. Like guys are about the team. They're tough. You can drink a beer together. Yeah. Men, men's league hockey is literally called beer league. So, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what, uh, and they have that social seven. So you can play that in the summer. You don't practice at all. You literally go, you play sevens for like, three matches and then you just drink beers there you go that exists too. living the dream <laughs> i'm just gonna go out and sit, put it on record that i feel like i should win this if we're going sevens if we're talking pure just athletes but i am really interested to see you know how the fans kind of take goes. this because i think rudo got with forsberg and miko and ej like i feel like that's such a solid trio to build around i don't know this is gonna be fun Dude, all the teams are super good like I don't want to play against Colton's team ever. Yeah. <laughs> We're the bruisers. You, you're going to leave on a stretcher. Yeah, that's you, the team where you take next team, week off yeah, after so that. Your team will come with seven guys, and they'll leave with five or six. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that's a parting words. We'll let the people decide. Rudo, thanks so much for joining me. Justin, thank you for doing all of these with me. I really appreciate it, man. This is our last one. These have been. This has been a fun series. Uh, thanks for everyone for listening. I hope, you know, I, I know for a fact that we've created a few new fans. People have hit me up and been like, oh, I've been listening to this. I'm like, look, look for the Olympics. So it was a success if we got one new fan out of this, which we did. I'm proud of the work that we did. So thank you for joining me, guys. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having me. Man. Yeah.